Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to Depictions Media Radio. Welcome to Policy and Rights, the show about human rights and government policy. Okay, it's rolling now. Okay, let's okay. start over again. Welcome back, everyone. We're here um, with Kaya Farsad, and we're Hi. talking. Um, welcome to the show, Kaya. Um, we're we're talking about today about a tri-city news story that actually shows that um bc school district uh sd43 how salaries have increased and how and and just the top four salaries are almost a million dollars and what kind of tools and everything could that be going back to students and with our teachers actually asking just just to make uh, par a salary of par um, with the rest of the country, and we have we have have the these administrators who who seem would seem to have uh, bloated salaries. So, um, go ahead, Kaya. Um, well, we live in a society that accepts that as the norm that says it's okay for Sears to give their CEO a bonus and cut away all of the pensions for their workers, that uh, the head of TransLink can make over $500,000 a year, and that's okay, uh, because if we want to have the best, then we need to pay them a lot of money, and we don't extend that logic to if we want to have the best teachers, if we want to have the best nurses, if we want to have the best doctors, the people that take care of us, that make sure we stay alive, that are raising the next generation, mm-hmm. we just say, well, no, you should just do it because you want to. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we have teachers who aren't, well, not teachers, we have people in the schools who aren't teachers who are filling some of those empty spots. I don't know of any school right now that doesn't have an open position right. that, that people aren't taking because they can't afford to. They can't afford to take a job as a teacher. Right. It, it, and that, that, that really is, is a shame that you can't afford to take the job as a teacher because um, because the salary just isn't all, all on par with what you what you need to do, you know, because, OK, in other sectors of um, of employment and things like that, it, that you, you might be able to work three jobs at a time and still maybe have time time to take your take your kids to say the soccer game the hockey game or whatever and right in order to make ends meet as a teacher you spend how many hours 
a week what do you what do you work like 70 80 hours a week just teaching because you have to do the the the, the corrections the 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 download the curriculums and all that sort of stuff so that you can be in front of in front of the classroom as a knowledgeable person and as a qualified teacher right yes it's um definitely hard for a french immersion too because don't have a lot of resources in French, so they not only have to find the resources themselves, because we don't have a system where there are textbooks or even novel sets for the most part. So teachers are always sourcing out resources to create their lesson plans, um, and the French immersion students have to find the or French immersion teachers, sorry, have to find them and then translate them before they can use them. Okay, uh, you, you, you left me stuck at the lack of books. It's a school. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you not, school. Do you, yeah. how do you not have books? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, the curriculum changed, that I'm sure you're aware, uh, a couple of years ago. It came implemented a little bit slowly, but a lot of the topics were changed in elementary school for socials and a science curriculum. And the ministry did not provide any money for reference books. So our students in those grades can't come to the library anymore to research those topics because we still have the books from the old curriculum, so they could research um, those topics, but we were never given any money to buy books for the new curriculum, and reference books are very expensive. Uh, we, don't, we don't have textbooks in most classes for, for any of the subjects. Um, teachers will source math books from from 20 years ago. Um, students will or classes will rotate one set of textbooks from from one class to another class. Uh, there's no novel sets or lit circle sets. It's it's very difficult. Teachers aren't just uh, I don't know following some book that has teacher says this and students do this work and then teachers mark these answers right. That that doesn't exist. Teachers invent the content and evaluate the student's um, grasp of the content and ability to synthesize and prevent, present information. Um, and and then they go and invent some more content for the next unit. Right. Well, it, on one hand, it, it, it that doesn't sound like that bad of an idea, but it, in... Because because the teachers are being, being creative and making sure that the kids are learning what they're supposed to learn. Yeah, absolutely. But in, but in another sense, it's like, holy cow, that's that's just crazy. You, you when you when you think about um, that, I'm not talking about standardization. I'm I'm talking about um, what if you as as a teacher might miss something that changed, right? Like right. research, like a research changed, and um, and DNA is seen seen as a different role in 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 life on our planet than what we originally thought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, so, so something yeah. like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, right. I'm I'm pulling stuff out of the air, but <laughs> it, it's something that could happen. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, the good the good part about it is that the students are always getting current information because the teachers are continually inventing or, or sourcing um, <clears throat> for their lesson plans and their unit plans. 
Obviously, the trouble with that is we do have a very transitory population in our schools, and uh, so students move from one school to another fairly quickly, or they're in um, split classes and straight classes. So they may be moved to a class or a school that's working on something completely different in the same grade or that um, has a different system than the previous school, so they either repeat content or miss out on content entirely. Right. Well, in getting back to the to to the split classes, is like I remember I remember my kids being in school, and I also remember okay, it's a long time ago when I was in school, but um, if you were in grade one you were in grade one you weren't in grade one and two at the same with a split right right you um and i was like i i actually had to stop and ask somebody it's like okay i i i know it's been a while since i've been in elementary school what what does this actually mean what does this translate into and how how do how do my kids get help on the on the topic matters because okay they're actually in two but some of these kids are supposed to be in three or vice versa right, right? yeah and yeah. i i never got a clear answer on that one <laughs> um both teachers and students prefer to have straight classes um administration and school boards justify split classes um they don't want to say no it's strictly for financial reasons we can't afford to have smaller class smaller classes where the kids are split although that is in fact the truth mm-hmm. so so there's a, a whole list of of reasons um why we we actually need to have um the um learning learning support uh, funds there to 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 both help the neurotypical and as well as the as, as a child that needs the extra help, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there are no kids that come to school wanting to fail or wanting to be different. Um, and we had a really tragic occurrence in Walnut Grove earlier uh, before the school year started. And I really feel that a component of, of that and of that poor child being tormented that way is being in classrooms without enough support so that the neurotypical children who are always told to put up with it, to forgive it, to encourage that child, um, that that child, you know, no, this is just the way that it goes. Over time, people react to that with resentment. They don't understand because we have medical confidentiality, so... So a lot of the times, neurotypical students are in classrooms with someone who behaves very differently, and they're not told why. Um, they don't have any understanding. They're just told that that's the way it is, and they have to make accommodations. They always have to sacrifice what they want or what they need in order to accommodate the other students. And that builds up over time. It's a really unhealthy situation for everybody that can, as we saw, end in the death of a child. Right. And that that was 
that that was ex- extremely tragic and could have, by what you're saying could have could have been prevented um, with the the right supports and things being put in place. Absolutely, I 100% believe that. Uh, my son was diagnosed very late, just before grade seven, with autism, and I held a huge meeting with all of the upper school to talk about what autism was, how it presented in my son, how it made him feel, and what they could do when it was presenting in certain ways. And they became very curious, they asked good questions, they stopped being resentful of him, having, I guess, special privileges, like (laughs) having a room he could go to when he was getting too upset, or, or things like that, being able to leave a lesson. Um, they stopped being resentful and angry about that, and they were able to include him when he was ready to be included, and to just let him be when he wasn't. It, right. it made a phenomenal difference. Right. It, it, now, from I, um, from other shows that 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 we actually do that that are based on uh, advocacy for for people who need. Um, who are differently abled, as we put it in that show. Um, <laughs> one of the, one of the uh, the operators in that show and personalities in that show um, has autism, and I learned a whole lot about what that actually means. And it's like, it, and it's not the it's in the, in in our situation working together. It wasn't that hard for me to evade. Putting them on overwhelm, but it is mm-hmm. very easy to put somebody with autism on overwhelm. It is, yeah. But at the same time, everybody who's everybody else at that particular radio station who knew um, my my fellow operator um, mm-hmm. would say, "Well, how do you deal with him?" It's like he is like he just looks at he. You ask him for something sometimes, he just gives you this blank stare. Right, and I would explain to them simply is like, "Hey, um, it, now I'm I'm in the film and entertainment industry. I'm a broadcaster, so I went to frames per second to explain. Right. It's like, hey, he's understanding you at 24 frames per second, but you're at 30 frames per second. Just give him a couple seconds to to catch up. Stop. Yeah. Pause." And wait for him to catch up, and he does. He catches up, and only t- sometimes it takes like a minute, sometimes less. Yes. It's like, and there you go. But what I imagine in a classroom situation, that if a teacher keeps keeps doesn't recognize that this is happening in their classroom, and they keep they they keep the to use a car reference, they keep the accelerator down, keep the gas pedal down, and yeah. And and this kid is falling further and further behind. One, he's going to react. Yeah. Two, um, the rest of the class isn't understanding why he's reacting. But if we were to tell the especially explain to the kids, the kids are now looking out. It's like, hey, hey, um. Mrs. Farr said, um, "Terry over here, he's 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 getting a little confused. Can we slow down for a second? I could see that yeah. happen in a classroom, and not everybody's back on back on track again. But wouldn't it be a lot easier if you had that 
extra person, that's extra support person, looking to make sure that the whole entire classroom is on par while you're up there teaching your brilliance on the board. Right. Uh, it is uh, um, very difficult for one person to write an example on the board or be reading from a book and also be watching all of the class at the same time. So your attention is always divided. Um, and, and it's never that you have a, a whole class of, say you've got 25 kids who sit silently all the time and listen to you and do exactly what you say at every second, and then you have one kid who has a, struggles a bit with it. That's not what our classes look like. We have several kids in every class that are struggling, and I do know of one case where an administrator sent out an email telling all of the staff that they could not request learning help for the special needs student because, or special needs students, sorry, because they didn't have enough staff and the staff, the support staff they did have were devoted to making sure the school stayed, stayed safe for the students and um, couldn't be spared to help with the learning environments. No, the, the of course the, the the request for the learning support was also the, this statement was, was was probably born out of out of budgets and fi- and financial statements. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I know of schools. Well, schools always have several kids um, that are coming in, and the funding is done for special needs students at the end of September. So, if you have kids coming in after that, you will that need. Um, extra support or that aren't diagnosed and don't have any specific with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Six support and don't have any funding attached to them, then they will be, especially if they are um, acting out in a dangerous way, they will be the priorities and they will get the support that the other students who were there before the end of September and have. Um, funding that is supposed to be dedicated to them for specific purposes, then um, that support for them will be taken away. Okay. So there's and, a chance for all the support not, to be taken away from the kid because of one other kid acting out. Absolutely, yes. Um, so safety is the priority. And I know there are schools that send special needs kids home um, if they're acting out or that refuse to have them in school. I have not worked in any school like that. Our school always accepts all of their children and does their best to um, integrate them as well as they can, but that often means several months of working one-on-one with a support staff, even if they're not allocated any funding for that support staff. And then the kids who are not violent, 
not a danger to other students, have all of their support stripped away. That, okay. I, I understand the safety part, but is the kid who the kid who lost all of his support because he, he doesn't he feel like he's being punished? Well, it's certainly not integration if you don't have the tools and the support you need to do the work that everybody else is doing and to remain in the um, in the same situation that all of the kid the other kids are in. Uh, it's it's not integration at all, and it I don't know if they feel like they're being punished, but it's certainly a reinforcement of the idea that they are stupid, that they can't succeed, because or or even that they're not worthy of having support, mm-hmm. just because they they see other kids all around them doing things that they can't do, or um like working independently if they can't do that or understanding the instructions if they needed more help and they're now not getting it. Uh, What other conclusion can you reach after seeing this happen day after day for hours on end but that there's something wrong with you and that you are stupid and that you can't do it? It's grossly unfair to those students. Yeah, and that's... That's that's a horrible message to, to send to a child, and I know you as an educator would, would not want to send that kind of message to a child. No, and I'm, I don't want anyone to think that I'm blaming the teachers for this. I'm certainly not. I don't know any teachers who would say that, and all of the teachers I know go out of their way to um, try to explain to the student that, no, that's okay, you can do this part, and that's, you know, that's great. You did really well. That's all we're expecting you to do. That's all you need to do. But but kids are still in the environment where they're seeing everything that the other kids are doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's not something that they're told that they're stupid or that they're incapable. They're told the opposite, but their experience is that they're stupid and incapable. Okay, Kai, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw this out there. Um, is this are we really discussing symptoms of of a system that actually is broken and it needs needs more fixing than than the simple budget band aids? Absolutely, we have tens of thousands of teachers in our province who are stretched to the breaking point who are doing everything they can to help, who want nothing more than to create fun lessons where their kids can really learn, where all the kids can be included. Um, They're spending hundreds, thousands of their own money every year on supplies for the classroom. Um, So they're, they're financially worried. They're emotionally stressed. Some of them are physically threatened by the behaviors of students in their classroom. And... And even though the, the administration does what they can to be supportive, there just isn't money to make the classrooms um, functional without teachers giving up their own salaries and their own mental health. And often their own physical health. Yeah. Uh, I, I have... I Actually, I, I know a, a lot of teachers. I know a lot of... Um, retired teachers 
and some of those teachers, um, they're they they're they're in government now, trying to advocate for. I would thought would that we're trying to advocate for for better school systems, but I I I question that that one out out of out of our government, especially knowing that some of them are former teachers. Mm-hmm. Um. It, I, we're we're not going to sit here and point point figures at at, at, at anyone because that's not going to do that's not going to do any anyone any good. But um, from out of our community, what how how do you think we 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 should be advocating to fix this system? That's a really good question, and I know that teachers are asking for parents to make appointments to see their MLAs, to write letters to their MLAs, to say, we actually care about the welfare of people in our society. No, these children are little people, and and the teachers can't do it all by themselves. Um, they have been for a long time, and, and parents just don't seem to... Uh, they don't see it. It's hard when you don't see it. And I always invite parents into my library, so um, you're welcome to come into the library anytime. I'm happy to have more adults in the library. I'm happy for parents to see what's going on in schools um, and to see that everyone is doing their best and that their best is um, more and more fragile the longer that this goes on. So we really would like parents to be engaged, we're having teachers wear red on Wednesdays um, because BC education is in the red. We we can't operate like this indefinitely. It's it's not okay. We don't need to support um, dying industries like fossil fuels with millions or billions of our tax dollars every year. Why are we giving our tax dollars away to super rich foreign people? Why would we do that? Our tax dollars are supposed to be there so that we can ensure that our society stays safe and that our society is provided for. And our society is not provided for by taking away our tax money and giving it to foreign billionaires. I totally agree with that. And, okay, since we brought up oil and gas, um, it, you're right, it, 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 it is a dinosaur. And mm-hmm. it is definitely a dying dinosaur at this point. Um, and there are... I w- I'm going to propose a dream. How about that? Well, I'm going to propose a dream. What if we were to actually start teaching children from, say, grade one, what energy really is and how energy doesn't need to be created by burning fuel? Because right yeah. now we're we're, te- we're we're teaching we're teaching our kids that we have to burn fuel to have to have energy, just by saying that the energy sector, which is which is actually oil and gas, it and oil and gas is simply fuel, not energy. What yeah. if we were to start teaching them that, and then as our kids are growing up, they're coming coming up with, and see this, this would would not matter if. They were um, neurotypical, or had a like like your son is your son right that has autism yes. right um, yes. it wouldn't matter 
because their imagination is what would matter. It wouldn't matter if they had if they had a label or not. But what if they were to, they were to start dreaming what a society would look like without burning fuel? Right. They have energy, and I'm only picking on one thing. By time they got, by time they got to got to 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 grade twelve, wouldn't there be some some significant changes as they graduate? Um, I think that's not something that we need to teach them. I think it's something. I think we need to start uh, teaching them the opposite. Uh, and not by what we're actually instructing mm-hmm. um, the students in our school. You know, I saw a project that um, last year, I think, or the year before, but it was a project about uh, energy and about the environment. And the question was why. They were answering the part of why is, why have we reached this state? And the student, a child wrote, because people are arrogant and greedy. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. That, uh, um, it, it, it's it. You know, in school we teach kids it's better for your health and it's better for the planet's health if you walk to school, if you take the bus to school, if you ride your bike to school. But in practice, a lot of people, uh, they don't. They see teachers driving to work. Everybody has their cars there. The lot is overflowing. Uh, they see their parents say, you know, well, we have to, we should do this. This is better for the environment. But they see their parents every day doing the opposite. So mm-hmm. it's confusing for kids. Um, it's uh, a lot of uh, ha- having to overrule their natural instincts. You don't see kids going to I don't know, petting zoos or anything and going, yes, let's kill it and put it on my plate. You know, <laughs> they're like, oh, these are so sweet. We have to protect them. Um, and they feel the same way about the environment. But we continually show them with our actions that um, what they know inside to be true uh, isn't important. Yeah. Yeah, we... we our our society does actually actually teach that because in the classroom there's a, there's ma- many 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 other areas that, that we can that we can say this and um and it it is leading back to why our environment looks the way it, the way it does there are some other outside yeah. factors that 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 um of evolution that um we cannot change you know, right. Absolutely. There's a, there's a, there's other factors. We're only talking about the factors that we can actually change, and we're also talking ab- about some some of the things that by teaching teaching kids these things that we can actually teach them to be greater innovators, so that other things other issues that we can't change can be either evaded or overcome. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, when my son was in grade four, my older son, the, mm-hmm. he's not autistic. When he was in grade four, he came home after school today or one day and said, "Mom, teachers lie." And I said, "What? What do you mean?" And he said, "Well, they say that we should be generous and kind and thoughtful and take care of others 
and follow the rules. But the kids who are the opposite get everything they want. So the kids who are mean get to take things from other kids, and and that's just allowed to happen. Um, the kids that don't feel like doing any work don't do any work, and and nothing happens to them. So so why are they telling us that we should work hard and think about other people when that's not the way to be successful in our society? Wow. What did you respond back? I told him that that it's true. Our society gives conflicting messages that that uh, most parents and that teachers tell their kids to be good, to be kind, to work hard, um, to not be selfish, to to um, help people who need help, but that our society glorifies the opposite. And I said that can be a confusing message. Um, most of our team is geared towards the idea that if you have money and power, then whatever you do is right or intelligent or, or, or whatever, that money and power mean everything. And no other qualities are even remotely important. Um, and I've said, but the thing is, the person that you're going to have to live with for the rest of your life that you can never get away from is yourself. And you need to ask yourself, what kind of person do you want that to be? You know, that's, 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 that is really a good point. Good place to, to cut this conversation off for today, and I'm going to ask everybody who's actually listening to us right now, um, what what do you want our society to look like? What kind of society do you want our society to look like? And because because long long short it is, Kai is right, and she's right in what she said to her son that. We actually have to have to learn to live with ourselves and our own actions. And the, I mean, we we came on air to talk about this this issue with with the tri cities with the bloated salaries, but the, this the bloated salaries are a symptom of something more broken in our society. And maybe we should all be gathering together. Um, to fix what is broken in our society and maybe we are too greedy so thank yeah. you for listening today thank you Kaya for joining us and you're welcome thank you for having me as, as more of these kind of issues come do you mind me calling you no no I'm happy to talk about them I hope that other people who feel like this out there will feel that they're not alone Okay. Thank you so much again. All right. Bye. Bye. This show has been produced by Depictions Media. 
please contact us at depictions.media for more information.